Father, we bless your word. In the name of Jesus the Christ, grant us divine understanding in the knowledge of your will, the capacity and the grace to be doers of your word. Help us, O oh God, to come to that realization that you are on our side. You will never leave us nor forsake us. Grant us that grace this morning and help us trust you for who you are. Thank you, Master, for help. I give you praise, thanks, and worship for what you will do, have done, and will do this morning in the mighty name of Jesus, the Son of the living God. Amen. And amen. Let me say for the next very few minutes that there can be peace in the midst of the storm. There can be peace in the midst of the storm. Peace. You can have peace in the midst of your storm. The term or the phrase storm is used in the Bible to represent difficulties, challenges, trials, temptations, persecutions, and difficulties that we go through as born-again Christian. And if you are a true Christian and the one of a sort, if you have not gone through some trials in your life, it is just a matter of time. You face one. Because it is part of the package. If you have not gone through one yet, it is just a matter of time, it will come. Amen. And anytime we go through trials in our lives, don't be in a hurry to conclude that it is the devil holding my throat. Number one. Or number two, I am going through some of these storms in my life as a result of something wrong that I have done. And don't allow the opinions of men to define you in the midst of your storm. Hallelujah. If you don't believe me, read the book of Job. Bible said that, and, and, and the wife of Job said that, well, you are going through this thing because of maybe something wrong that you have done. Why don't you curse God and die? And Job called her a foolish woman because the counsel she was giving her wasn't consistent with God's word. Don't be in a hurry to conclude on why people are going through what they are going through. Ah, sometimes they might be going through those things as a result of ignorance. Ignorance because they did not know that God has made provision for them to overcome that challenge in their lives. Sometimes you go through certain challenges in your life because you miss the mark. You miss the mark. 
You did not do what you were supposed to do. So you gave the devil an advantage over your life. And sometimes people go through the storms because they have done everything right. No, because they have done everything right. Sometimes your righteousness can trigger certain problems for you. Just doing everything right can sometimes cause you trouble. Because we live in a system today where right is wrong and wrong is right. So sometimes your righteousness can trigger problems for you. Your faith in God can sometimes trigger problems for you. Your consistency in your work with God can sometimes create problems for you. It does happen. You will not compromise your position as a child of God and you want to do it the right way. That can sometimes trigger problems for you. If it were not so, David wouldn't have said in Psalm 34 that many are the afflictions of the righteous. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. But the beauty about the afflictions of the righteous is that God has promised to deliver us out of them all. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but God says he will deliver us out of them all. So sometimes you go through challenges in your life, not because you have done something wrong, but because you have done everything right. Sometimes you go through difficulties in your life, not because you are ignorant, but sometimes because you know the right thing. Amen. Have you ever hung around a group of people who are so ignorant that you trying to present the right thing triggers problem for you? I mean, they are so ignorant. They are so set in their wrong way of doing things that your attempt to bring about a change and let people do the right thing creates problems for you. We call those people people who are set in their and they don't want any change in their lives. They create problems for you. But my submission this one is that it doesn't really matter. The source of the problem, if you are going through that battle because you have done something wrong, that one thing I know about God, our God, the Bible says, he is rich in mercy. So God can show you mercy and still make a way out for you. God can show you mercy and still make a way out for you. If you are going through that battle because you are ignorant, thank God for knowledge. God will grant you the knowledge you need to come out of it. But if you are going through that pain because of your righteous living, Bible says that great is your reward. Jesus said that. Jesus said great is your reward. If you are persecuted 
for righteousness' sake, be encouraged because great is your reward. Say somebody, great reward. If you have been persecuted for righteousness' sake, Jesus said, be at peace. Be at rest. Take it easy. If I have to use modern day language, chill and harsh. Take it easy because great is your reward. Amen. God will reward you for what you have done for him. God will reward you for standing for the truth. God will reward you because of your consistency. God will reward you because of your obedience. God will reward you because of your righteousness. God will reward you because you did not give up on your faith. Hallelujah. Because that is what the devil will do it. In the book of Hebrews chapter 10, I like the way Paul put it. But by the time you get to verse number 25, Paul said that do not neglect the assembling of the believers as it is the habit of some. You read that to scripture in context. Don't neglect it. You know sometimes the devil will put certain pressure on your life because he wants you to neglect the assembling of the believers. Oh, you come to China and you think you are the only born again Christian. They say a lot of things. The devil's intention is to make sure that you walk away from God. And you walk away from the fellowship of the saints. You stop doing what you are doing for God. I came here to encourage you. If you are doing something right for God and you are going through some challenges as a result of that, be encouraged. Do it and do it again because great is your reward. Amen. I, I was preaching so when I said that if I am God, that is the theme of my sermon. If I am God, and if I am God, commotion, there are certain people, I, I, will, I, will, I will kill them, roast their flesh, burn their ashes, mix their ash with their acid, and make sure that they, they will never exist again, if I'm God. But the truth is that I am not God. And I cannot be God. So let God be God. And let me remain who I am. Amen. And sometimes you are tempted to say that, Abba, your intentions are good. You reach out to help people. You went beyond your limits to make sure that you encourage somebody. And the only reward you receive is the exact opposite of what you expect from the person. To the point that I can't have a problem. Say, who you may Men say, he will know you are here. And he will sell within to the point that it will take God for your name to be redeemed. Maybe we have all been there before. 
I have a message for you this morning. The Bible says that when you go through that situation, don't think about revenging. Don't think about doing something wicked. But for when you go through some of those things, keep on rejoicing because great is your reward. Great is your reward. And one thing I like about God is that God is a just God. You see, God is a just God. God is a just God. What is rightfully yours and what you are rightfully qualified to experience, God will not twist the truth to deny you of what is rightfully yours. God is a rewarder. So be encouraged. Go ahead, do it again. Go ahead, be committed to God again. Go ahead, be faithful to God again. Go ahead, keep on praying again. Go ahead, keep on serving God again. It doesn't matter the opposition you receive because the Bible says when you go through things like that, rejoice because grace is your reward. Hallelujah. Paul said that for, for, for those who come to God must know that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. That is in Hebrews chapter 11. Those who come to God must know that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. I came to encourage somebody's hands this morning. I came to speak to somebody whose heart is discouraged and you are at the verge of giving up. You are at the point where you feel like I need to throw in the towel. And sometimes there's a temptation that you expect a certain um, appreciation from people for what you do for them. Human beings who, being who they are, some might be good enough to say thank you. Others might ignore you without saying anything. And there's a third group who are so dangerous. You do them good and they will reward you with evil. Whichever the category be, just keep on trusting God and know that God is a rewarder. David said that those who hate me most, is it Psalm 55? Are those, they are my friends. He said, if it were to be strangers, I wouldn't have mine. But my friends with whom I took counsel. Ah, uh, he was referring to Ahitophel. Uh, Ahitophel, when, when Ahitophel stood up against David, when Absalom, his son, uh, uh, revolted against David, guess who heart he won? Uh, uh, Ahitophel. Mm? When Absalom revolted against David, and wanted to take the throne of David, David was suspecting that Ahitophel, his chief counselor, would have at least supported him. Bible said the first heart, one of the first hearts that Absalom won was the heart of Ahitophel. And David prayed a prayer that, oh God, turn the counsel of Ahitophel into foolishness. He said, turn his counsel into foolishness. Uh, the same man said that when Ahitophel advises you, it is like God has spoken. But the man turned against him 
and said, God, please turn the counsel of Ahithophel into foolishness. And he said, if strangers were to have persecuted me, I wouldn't have mind. But those with whom I ate from the same bowl, they turned up against me. And he said, go fight. It does happen. It, could, it might be at your workplace. It might be among your larger family. It could be in your community. It could, not, it could even be in church. But sometimes you go through what I call betrayal. Ah, but Judas Iscariot. Read about Judas. Jesus expressed a certain level of confidence in Judas. Number one, he made Judas keep the money. He gave the whole ministry money to Judas, accountant. And when people started complaining, Jesus said, oh, don't worry about Judas. I know he's a thief. But let me still give him the money. You thought you have a problem. If you give fish to a cat, it is safe. Jesus knew it over 2,000 years ago that when you give money to a thief, he said, and, 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 and Judas started. Look at Judas. He started. A woman brought some bottle, anointed the feet of Jesus. Then Judas said, oh, Kalamosha Brandaya, brothers and sisters, I need you to understand certain revelation. This is brother Judas. You see, this, you see, the money, the money, the money. Out of this oil, if we have sown it and given it to the poor or reach out and do some ministry out of it, we, we would have took great success playing on the emotions of the people. And you know what Jesus said? Jesus said, don't mind Judas. He's saying that not because he loves the poor, but because he's a thief. Selfish agenda. I believe Jesus told you that. Judas, be careful. He will not mind. The very bad habit he did not conquer was the same habit that killed him. 30 pieces of silver he sold Jesus. And that's what you pay for a slave. Read Leviticus. Kill Jesus. Peter. Brother Peter. Jesus said for, hey Peter, what you are saying? For upon this rock I will build the church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against you. Look at Peter. Peter is one among the three that Jesus took to the Mount of Transfiguration. And Peter was there when God said that Jesus Christ, this one, is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. So he had an advantage of a higher level of revelation about Jesus, brother Peter. Then Peter started fleshing. Jesus, hey, if anybody touches you, I will kill the person. And, and I'm telling you, Peter is a ghetto boy. With all the revelations he had about Jesus, the man was still carrying knife wherever he goes. The man was always carrying that. With every revelation, the guy was always carrying knife. He could not fully believe that Jesus can protect him. With all the miracle, he was still carrying knife. Brother Peter. He said, Jesus, if you will die, I will die with you. I'll be the first person to die. And Jesus said, hold it. The cock will not crow. Before you deny me. 
Peter denied Jesus. Judas betrayed Jesus. And Thomas did not believe anything that Jesus said. That is Pastor Jesus' ministry. And what he produced after three years of consistent preaching. In the case of Jesus, he taught and he demonstrated power. Miracles. Sometimes the miracles were so tangible that they get amazed and say, for what manner of man is this? It did happen. But what was Jesus' attitude towards them? When he arose from the dead, he said, go and tell Peter and the disciples that I'm risen. Because Jesus knew that when you go through some of these storms, don't worry about it. Great is your reward in heaven. Great is your reward in heaven. It does happen. Learn to forgive people. Learn to look beyond the faults of people and see their need. And the truth is that those who are closest to you and those who love you most are those who will help, hurt you the most. Abba. No, no, no. Trust me. If you see a madman on the roadside and says, hey, 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 Pastor Paul, you're a foolish man. Will you be upset? A madman says you're a foolish man. You, you will not even turn around and look at him because you know the state of the man is not correct. But if somebody you respect is that by you, you are this and so, you go home and reflect, why is this man saying this thing about me? Those who get to you most are those who are closest to you. And those who get to you most are those you expect a certain level of behavior from. But it doesn't matter where it comes from. Whether it is coming from without it is coming from within. Whether you are suffering from righteousness sake, or you are suffering as a result of your ignorance, or it's a direct attack from the camp of the enemy, be still and know that God is still on the throne. Hallelujah. For if you suffer for righteousness sake, be at peace, because great is your reward. Great is your reward. Great is your reward. Ah, can I close by saying sometimes attack will come from an angle when your character is on the line and you cannot defend yourself. I mean, it said that it is impossible for you to defend yourself. And, and, and an attempt to defend yourself even compounds and complicates the problem. Have you been there before? Sometimes, le 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 learn to shut up. Also, sometimes, learn to do what? Shut up and not say anything. And let the Lord be your shield and your defender and your very present help in times of trouble. I don't know what your battles is and I don't know what you are going through and I don't know the reason for which you are going through what you are going through. But in the midst of it all, we serve a faithful God who understands your pain, understands your hurt, 
understands your troubles, understands what you are going through, and that God is so good, he will pull you out of that mess. He'll pull you out of it. God is a rewarder. Don't forget that. When Joseph was heading to the prison of Potiphar, can you imagine? When they pulled the cufflinks on his hands and he was heading to the prison of Potiphar with all the beatings and the knockings and the slaps, and the young man knew that I've not done anything. This woman did it. And the same woman who set me up is the same person who is accusing me. I'm a slave boy. I've no defender. I believe he lifted up his head and said, from whence cometh my help? My help comes from the Lord. My help comes from the Lord. He was not there for a day or two, but for a number of years. But in the midst of the prison, God still proved himself strong. Little did he know that the devil thought he was destroying him, but it was a divine set up for his redemption. The Lord is our refuge and our fortress, our ever-present help in times of trouble. We serve a God who knows how to deliver you when you are helpless and you don't know what to do. He knows how to help you. God is our strength and our refuge, our very present help in times of trouble. Live here this morning knowing that it doesn't matter the trouble you are going through, whether it's self-inflicted problem or problems you are going through because of wrong association, or problems you are going through because you did everything right, whatever your battle is, don't forget this scripture, Psalm 46 and verse 1, the Lord is our refuge and our strength, our very present help in times of trouble, our ever-present help in times of trouble. And if you are here this morning and you need some help from God, may God be your very present help in the midst of that trouble. Maybe nobody understands what you are going through and you cannot explain it because in an attempt to explain it, you end up complicating your troubles. So you have shut up and people keep on Compounding the stories about you, whatever your case is, don't forget God is our refuge and our strength and ever-present help in the midst of our troubles. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, Jesus. I commit your handmaidens and your manservants before you. We acknowledge your lordship over our lives. My God, you know what we are going through. The various levels of need, the various levels of challenges, the various levels of struggles we are going through. I pray this morning in the authority of the name of Jesus 
that your hand of mercy and your hand of miracle will touch us today. Deliver us from every attack of the enemy. In the name of Jesus the Christ, grant us protection from every stronghold of the enemy. In the name of Jesus the Christ, we release your people into the blessings that you have in store for their lives. We break every stronghold of the enemy in the authority of Jesus' name. And we pray that today will mark the beginning of unusual testimonies in their lives. We ask for this miracle in the name of God the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.